outline of our first podcast, it is Victor's is about Victor's character development. Um, so we can discuss Victor's sense of self and responsibility for his actions, and so yeah. Um, I think that Victor is a very self-centered person. Like, he, like as a kid, he didn't really talk to many people, and he he kind of like stood out. And like, if that's understandable as an only child, and as he grew up, he didn't really like interacting with other people. I'm like, I'm like, I like how he like knew what he wanted. You know, like he was like alone. He was determined of his future and what he wanted. So he went alone to a college and started his own thing. You know, alone again. Yeah. Yeah. It took guts for him to leave. Like his mom, like just died, and he like still went to college. Like he's definitely very determined. Like yeah, self-centered. It'd be hard for me to leave. Like my family, if my mom died. Like that's intense. Yeah, and also, like, um, even though so many people kept telling him, like, his dreams were impossible, he still continued to pursue them, and he was actually successful in the end. I mean, there's always going to be that type, type of people who, like, judge and talk, but yeah, he did. And, like, he even made a creature, which was, like, something, like, big. Yeah, it, like... It seems impossible, especially at the time that the story takes place. Do you think he's a very responsible person? I do not. I mean, he made the monster and ran away. Like, he didn't even try and, like, take care of it or, like, put in a cage. I don't know. Like, he didn't, he didn't say and observe or anything. You just let it go loose and wild. I don't know. Yeah. It very, he was yeah. like, it just depends. Like, oh, it just like I feel like it just depends on the situation. Because like at the beginning, I felt like he was being very responsible, like with his friends and stuff. Yeah. And when he used to talk about science and nature and all of that, but when it came to like the monster, it was just like, why? Why? Why would you just let it go if it's a creature? You know. Yeah, and, like, he was just really underprepared for his whole experiment, and he was really secretive about everything, he didn't tell anyone, and he, because of his fear for being labeled as a crazy person, he actually let Justine, um, get executed in the end. Which is, which is kind of bad, because I, I feel like he thinks he knows everything at some point. Yeah. So it's like no one can really help him because he's like, oh no, I know everything. Like I'm fine, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, the second question is uh, nature's role in the section of the reading and uh, discuss the poem and how the speaker of the poem compares and contrasts with Victor and the creature based on your own experience. Do you agree? disagree with the speaker. Um, I definitely think that nature is like presented like as a very healing power and experience for Victor. Like it's 
definitely appeals to romanticism. I mean, this whole book is definitely like romanticism, but like for the fact like that Victor just finds so much peace in nature, and it like just like revives his soul. I just think that's really cool. And I found, like, in my own life, like, when I'm, like, really, like, stressed out with school or something, like, I surf. And so that's, like, what I do. And whenever I go surfing, I just feel, like, so much better. Like, just to get out and have physical exercise and just be with nature, it just, it just helps, like, relieve all those stress, which I think is what um, Victor is able to do as well. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. And, like, after the experiment and himself uh, up and like studying all like for a, like a whole year it, it the all the scientific stuff really started scaring him and he started finding peace in just the natural world yeah I agree like it's really nature is like really good it is like the main thing of us living but I just feel like he exaggerates like he's like oh it gives you love it gives you calmness it gives you it's just like yeah it's nature and it is fresh and I guess it's just like something good that we need as humans but yeah or like when you're stressed how she said like you just go on a walk and I literally feel so much better with fresh air and like it's calming and really good but not I just feel like he exaggerates too much <laughs> yeah I can agree with that um I'm gonna read the poem from Frankenstein and okay so it says we rest a dream has power to poison sleep we rise when wandering thought pollutes the day we feel conceive or reason laugh or weep embrace fun woe or cast our cares away it is the same for be it joy or sorrow, the path of its departure is still free. Friends, yesterday may ne'er be like his morrow, not may endure but mutability. So I think. Hmm. I think this poem is kind of hard. But it definitely relates to the poem that we um, analyzed yesterday, where it talked about, like, yeah. don't rely on technology all the time. Like, it's not going to be able to, like, fill your soul and, like, stay awake. Like, it's not always going to, like, be there for you. Like, experience different things. I feel like we always just get stuck in one situation or one idea and we don't ever look and be like oh what if i do this what if I experience this like we're always stuck in one place because we're so comfortable we're so used to that one thing yeah that is so true and i think like like the poem that we were reading yesterday um people sometimes forget to like they get so uh sucked up in like the books that mankind writes and you get focused on one thing so much and it's nice to sometimes take a step back and observe every like all the nature and everything around you rather than all this um that is man-made especially nowadays like i just sometimes sit here and i'm like wow like i'm already a sophomore like why haven't I done more? You know, I'm always stuck with my own ideas and own daily reminders and stuff like that. And I think, like, one 
start focusing on on like nature and stuff you like actually start realizing like what what in life that you want to be and like where do you actually want to be doing with your life and have all the things you've done actually had any real fun mm-hmm. do you guys agree do you guys think that like it's important to have like a balance of like both like man-made stuff and nature or do you feel like it's like important to just have like nature stuff i think that like all the man-made stuff is actually really good and i think civilization has gone really far and this is it's all developed for the better in my opinion and it's important to because all of the things that we learn in books are also from nature itself and I think it's really important to also learn about other people's thoughts just as much as it is to observe things from nature by yourself. Yeah, it's not bad, I mean, experiencing like technology or being having a phone or whatever, but it is good to like at least play a sport or something, I don't know, I just feel yeah. Now society is so focused on technology, like all those good, important things for us. When back in the day we didn't need any of that, and now it's like something big. Yeah, I definitely agree. Like you need a balance. Like you can't just spend all your time in nature, and then I feel like you wouldn't appreciate it as more. But if you like spend all your time with technology, you'd like wouldn't appreciate that as much. So I don't know. It's just good to keep like a broad perspective, kind of like what we've already been saying. Yeah. Okay. Question three: How does Victor approach his studies of University of Ingles and What do you guys think about that? I think that um, he already has a lot of prior knowledge from the books that he read before, and he's really focused on his interests. And even though some of his professors have told him that what he was studying was stupid and really like not practical at all he really stuck with what he was interested in and was um, determined to learn all that he can about this rather than things that he doesn't want to learn he like kind of just ignores all of that I feel like we like gravitate towards the stuff that we're like interested in and like we're kind of like stubborn to learn things that we like like we have to accept it for us to like grow in it I feel like which is what Victor did like once he once he like learned about like real sciences and like anatomy and stuff he like really got into it because he was interested in it but like until then he was like uh that's just weird I don't learn about that I think it's important for us to like grow interest so that we can like grow our knowledge. Yeah, like since the beginning when he had his other friend, remember like how he was like always reading and looking into it. And even his dad was always like, no, don't read that. Like, that's stupid. Why are you reading it? And it's just like he didn't care. He still went to college for that. And, and even there, like people thought he was dumb. Yeah. How she said, we have to like overcome with our own mindset and set to a goal. Yeah, I definitely agree. Like, he really didn't care what 
other people thought, and he really stuck with his goals, um, despite, like, no one, um, supporting him, and he did not, like, have any interest in learning other things, and he really, I think, like, his studying, a lot of it actually comes from just, like, studying himself rather than classes, because at one point he had learned so much that the professors had nothing left to teach him. Okay, moving on to the other question for number three as well. How does this approach differ from your approach to your studies? Um, I feel like it's kind of similar, but I mean, he's in college, so he got to decide, like, oh, I only want um, sciences. And like here, we get to choose like our own classes and stuff. But even like, even like the classes that are like electives we choose, we, we kind of gravitate towards different subjects within that. Like, I feel like I'm pretty similar in that way. Yeah, I think that's definitely one thing. Um, for me, I'm honestly, at this point, I'm just taking all the th- classes that I can, and I don't really have any particular subject I'm set on yet, but I think it's nice to explore at this point. But uh, he's obviously really focused on just one subject that he's really passionate about. Yeah, because, like... I, I just want to, like, graduate from high school, so, you know, you just take, like, whatever electives you need, or how many points, or whatever, but, yeah, it's just, it depends, too, because, like, he only focuses on science, and he's, like, determined to that, but, like, I'm still, like, struggling, I'm, like, I have to experience more classes, and more electives, and more colleges to see where I really want to go, because that's the difference. Yeah, I definitely agree, I have, like, no idea what I'm going to be when I grow up. And, like, some people, like, they just know. Like, Victor is known since the beginning. Like, some athletes, they just know, and they're, like, dedicated to that sport for, like, the rest of their life. I think that's pretty cool, though. Yeah. I think, like, I always struggle with uncertainty because I don't like not knowing what's going to happen next. And so, like, it's really hard to, like, not know. But I think it's good at this point to just explore everything and... Once we're in college, we'll probably be able to, like, Victor, like, focus on just one subject that we're first interested in. Okay, and I think this is the last question. Oh, how does Victor choose his mentor? Do you have a mentor? A mentor? How do you study? How do you study be different in your mentoring situation with different? Um, he's... He basically chose his mentor based on, like, how they viewed his, like, past um, experiences. Like, one of them was like, oh, that was a waste of time. But, like, the other one was like, well, that was a good foundation for what we can learn. And I think, I think acceptance, like, can make just, like, the biggest difference. Like, is like, the one teacher that he liked, he just accepted him and was like, well, we can work with this. But, like, the other... Um, mentor was just like totally like exclusive and it's like no no which I think I think is really relatable like you're not going to be friends with somebody who doesn't like you <laughs> like you're gonna be with friends who like accept you and like I don't know like obviously people would change but like you have to be open open-minded yeah I agree like uh 
he definitely picked his professor based on like how how they accepted him and how they viewed his ideas because the first one that he met was really just close-minded and did not like think that anything he studied in the past had any value whatsoever but the second one actually was able to help him find his interests and uh, from what he already liked and I think that's really important in a mentor someone that'll um that someone that'll be supportive of your dreams yeah because I think like that's the whole point of a mentor is like to support you not to judge you or to tell you like oh no why are you doing that like you know it's for you to for, for them to help you and grow and it's just like I've never had one I like to like have help or like to have an extra support or just a person that you know they're there for your for their support and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I'd say for me, like my biggest mentor would probably be like my mom, maybe my dad, probably more my mom. I talk to her a lot and she's always just there. And you know, like you have good friends, but like over time they just kind of pass. But families are like more permanent. Like you can like rely on them. So I think it's really good to have a mentor. Yeah. Well, obviously family is always gonna be there, you know. But like mentor and then like in school wise or stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. But as family, I feel like yeah, I'm closest to my mom. So my mom would be my mentor. Mm-hmm. I think my mentor is probably my dad. Like I always go to him for just like when I'm picking new classes and he like tells me his experiences with high school and I also have some friends that are um, a year older than me or just like a few years older than me and they're actually really helpful and they always try to um, yeah they always tell me their experiences with high school and what classes I should pick and how to get through them which is really great and I think something important in a someone who would want the best for you no matter what um how do you think that this our studies would be different if the mentoring situation were different see our studies be different oh well I think like if you don't have like emotional or like psychological support like you're gonna be like way more stressed out about your schoolwork and you might not like I even asked my mom help for like what classes I'm gonna choose and she's like do it do what you love like do what your passions are and I don't know maybe I wouldn't like make the right decisions or even not even like the right decisions, like not make certain decisions without um, mentoring from my mom. Like they're very influential for sure. Yes, and all those type of mentors that always ask my parents or have to ask others for their opinions or their help because I feel like I won't make the right decision or I'll just make or there could be a better decision than that. 
I'm always like, Mom, which one do I pick? Or which one should I choose? Or what should I do after that? You know, it's always, and I feel more safe too. I feel more like yeah. confident about it when it comes to that. I definitely agree, like for my mom, because uh, she grew up in Taiwan and not in, the, in America. She can't like really help me as much with like course selections because she doesn't have the experience of like high school in America. But I think like just talking to her about just anything it like makes me feel better and more calm and safe like you said i think that's a really good point that you brought up um and also like it's good to talk to people that are in the same school as you and like the same situation but at the same time it's also nice to talk to people who have very different experiences than you and um share your thoughts and feelings about Okay, so for our last portion, um, how does this portion of the reading develop the creature as a character, and what does it suggest about what it means to be a human? Um, I think at first, like, the way Frankenstein's monster is presented, like, uh, Victor just says he's, like, extremely ugly and he can't, he's scared to even, like, look at him. And I think that's really biased. He's probably just afraid because, because like, all of a sudden he knows all the power that he has. But later on, um, in the chapters, Frankenstein's monster, like, starts describing his life and how he's honestly just like a human and with wants and needs and really just wants someone to be there to support him and, um like friendship and human kindness it's like that thing that people say don't judge a book by its cover mm-hmm. because he could be a hero because like his way of seeing is creepy to us yeah. but like he, his emotions his actions he even tries to learn how to speak and stuff like others which is like us as humans sometimes don't think about others and always think about ourselves but um yeah i just he's, he seems nice he seems not just a creature but like a really nice creature yeah and i think he's made up of like parts of humans too so like the the only thing that makes him not seem human is like how Victor describes him as ugly, but everything else about him is just as human as everyone else. Mm-hmm. I would also add that, like, like when he was talking about like his creation and like when he first came and like he first experienced like what it feels like to be a human, and then once he learns about like. How other people react and like when he was looking at the pupils through the like hut thing he like he like experienced emotions and he didn't even have to have a language for that and i think it's like like emotions can like fulfill so much like emotions like matter so much like i don't know you can just communicate so much through like body language like you don't even need words 
but on the other hand like words are like such a gateway to like so much i don't know that was a lot of so much <laughs> i don't know yeah it's like he feels alone and sad and it's like everyone feels like that at some point so it's like emotions it's like actions talk more than Emotions talk more than actions speak louder than words. That, yeah, yeah, Yeah. and like I think definitely, um, the way that he like uh, the monster looks at um, Dorothy and like the people that live in the hut and observing how they, they, despite their like difficult circumstances, they all stick together very supportive of each other always being there to, for each other it really contrasts how victor treated him like victor really just abandoned him and like did not show any love for him at all and which makes him feel like he stands out and is like really t- different from everyone and he really just wants a family so i think like it almost makes it seem like victor is the real monster in the story That concludes our first Frankenstein podcast for today. My name is Brittany. My name is Lauren. My name is Teresa, though. And thank you for listening to our podcast. Thank you.